Okay, Shalom Aleichem, good evening. Welcome back to another evening of 30 letters in 30 days. Letter number 18. Before we start our letter for tonight, I wanted to, again, give some shout-outs to incredible activity that's going on all over the world. It's exciting to hear about how much involvement there is right now in learning the Igris and uh, I want to give some specific acknowledgments to some groups. Tonight, there's a group in Seattle. Chabad of Washington State is getting together in Seattle. So uh, I don't know if they got together yet. It's only 7 p.m. out there right now. Uh, the girls in Cheder Chabad in Sydney. Little girls. I saw a picture of it, actually. Little, little kids are learning the letters. Absolutely inspiring. Kids are doing it. Adults got to do it too. Uh, Labavitch Girls High School. That's Labavitch Girls High School in Chicago. The uh, students there have made a buddy system to learn the letters together, Chavrusa style. And the girls who go through all 30 letters are going to be entered into a raffle to come to New York for Yod Alef Nissen. And... Uh, Kanamokim, here's the place to remind everyone, there is a special women's event. We've secured a venue one block from the Oihel for a women's Fabrengen, which will be also the Siam of this 30-day Hachona. We'll learn the 30th letter of the 30 letters in 30 days at this Fabrengen for women. Uh, the As I've mentioned repeatedly, the venue is enough to accommodate only about 100 maybe slightly more women, so you must RSVP at 30letters30days.com. Uh, I want to just read some feedback that we've gotten. Um, here we go. And I must say that any and every person I've spoken to has participated in this, who I've spoken to who has participated in this hachona has enjoyed tremendously. The impact is huge. I've also been thoroughly enjoying and love how easy it is to take it up a notch with the addition of Rabbi Taub's background and comments. Nice. I've so enjoyed this, so thankful for you providing these classes, a whole new way of learning Igris, not just reading it. Yes, exactly. Learning the Igris, not just reading it. I love this program. 30 Letters has helped me connect to the Rebbe so much. I wish to continue to learn the Rebbe's letters on such a level even after the completion of this project. Okay. Uh, a lot of people have been saying that to me. How are we going to continue after Yudalif Nissen? It's definitely a thought. That's something that we need to discuss and to consider. And Mirza um, Hashem will update you if there's any uh, developments about that, when there are developments about that. Um, loving it. Thank you. Really exceptional and, and inspiring. Here's, here's, here's a, here's a beautiful one. It's simply phenomenal. It's like the Rebbe is still with us. Well, <laughs> like the Rebbe is going to say in the, the letter that we're about to learn tonight, that divrei tzaddikim kayomim load, chayim v'kayomim load, that the words of tzaddikim live and endure forever. So here we have the Rebbe's words, the Rebbe's timeless messages, wisdom, compassion, advice, guidance, encouragement. And it's, it's just so relevant. It's undeniable how present and how uh, current the Rebbe's influence is. So, Baruch Hashem, we have, we have the Igris, and that's uh, just a, a unique way to connect. And 
like I've said repeatedly, it's it's not just knowing what the Rebbe said to this person or what the Rebbe said to that person, because who knows if it, if it applies to you. But it's opening your mind and allowing yourself to be trained how to see things from the Rebbe's worldview. And you can't get a closer connection than that. Okay. Um, I wanted to share something that, you know, everything's Ashkocha Pratis. So today... I was learning Rambam, you know, uh, the Rebbe made a system for going through the entire Mishnah Torah once a year. In fact, we have a siyam of Mishnah Torah coming up on Lag Boimer. We're finishing another machzer, another cycle of the three prokim, three chapters a day of Rambam. There's also a study track for learning one chapter a day, and it takes three years to finish. And then there's the cycle of learning Sefer mitzvahs. Instead of learning Mishnah Torah, learning the Sefer mitzvahs, mitzvahs that correspond to the chapters being studied in the three chapters a day track. At any rate, we're learning right now in the three chapters a day track, Hilchas Schiros, the laws of renting. And it said something very interesting in uh, in the first chapter of today's uh, Prokham, I think is uh, Perek Zion, I think today's Prokham or Zion Chestes. So it says that if a renter rents for a year or longer and it ends up becoming a a leap year, and in those days they didn't know it was going to be a leap year until the the Bezdin in Yerushalayim would declare that it's a leap year. So let's say he rents for a year or longer and uh, all of a sudden they declare it's a leap year. So now his year lease, instead of being 12 months, it becomes 13 months, if you want to go by the calendar date of, of the rental. So uh, the Rambam Paskins there, that if that was the term, if he was renting for a year or longer, so it benefits the renter, and yeah, he gets that extra month for free. He doesn't have to pay for an extra month. It's just included in the year. If he were to have paid or made an arrangement where he's paying, renting, month by month, he's a month to month tenant, then if they add a month to the calendar, he's got to pay for that extra month. But if he's renting by the year or longer, then the fact that there's an there's a 13th month in this year, that's a bonus to the to the renter. And uh, it's, it's, it's his good fortune, his good mazel. Okay, so I heard that. And when I heard that, the first thing that I thought of was our letter uh, on I think it was the night going into Purim. The letter to Rabbi Shusterman from Chicago. And the Rebbe was talking about the talks and tales. And that although the talks and tales are written for children, that it's got great material and you can use it for your classes and your speeches to adults. And I mentioned a story in that class that uh, Rabbi Krinsky contacted the postmaster general and said, you know, the permit that we have is, it allows us as a nonprofit to send out these mailings 12 times a year as monthly mailings. But for us, <laughs> monthly in some years, like this year, Tavshin Pei Base, it's a leap year. Some years for us, monthly doesn't mean 12 times a year. It means 13 times a year when there's a Jewish leap year. So uh, the, the Postmaster General granted it and made a special uh, exception that the talks and tales should be able to be put out and mailed uh, with that same permit 13 times a year. So it just struck me. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you a little bit more of my thinking. That everyone's told a story 
uh, I think it was Matzah Shabbos Bereshis Tavshin Mem Aleph about uh, the Ragachover, the Ragachover going. And uh, the Rebbe, the reason that Rebbe told that story was that Rebbe was saying that Rabbonim should paskin that you're not allowed to give away land in Eretz Yisrael. So then the Rebbe asked, some people are, are, are going to say, well, the people giving away land aren't necessarily so religious. They're not going to listen to a psak from a Rav. So what's the point of making such a rabbinic ruling? So the Rebbe said, this is the Kayach that when a Rav paskins, it gives a certain reality to something in this world. And then the Rebbe told a story that the Rogachov was the Rav in Dvinsk. But uh, at some point he was li- living in Leningrad, in the city of, of Leningrad, right after the communist revolution, I think in the early 20s. And uh, so this is right after the, uh, the Bolsheviks took over and they sent him a tax bill. They sent everyone a tax bill. And you don't play around with the communists, you know, <laughs> but he got a tax bill and uh, his grandson, who was also brilliant, uh, but very well versed in secular matters, that Ogachava asked his grandson, could you look over this bill? So he looked it over and he said, there's two taxes here. And the Rogachava said, what are the two taxes for? And the grandson explained, he was able to explain very well what the two taxes are for. So Ogachava heard, heard this, he says to his grandson, one of those taxes is a legitimate tax. And you're not allowed to be bereich minameches. You're not allowed to try to not pay that tax. So I have to pay it. But that other one is totally illegitimate, and it's gneva. It's the 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 the, the state is stealing from the citizens. They're not allowed to take that tax. So send them a check for the amount of the first tax, and don't pay them for that tax that's not legitimate, because that's what Torah paskins. And you don't play around with, uh, with the Bolsheviks, but that's, that's what he did. And then a few days later, he got a letter in the mail with uh, like a correction saying, oh, by the way, you were sent a tax bill in error. One tax is legitimate. The other one, you don't have to pay. And it was the one that he had poskined. Al one does not have to pay. So that ever told that story and said, you see what a psak din can do? It has an effect. So the fact that al when you have an agreement for a year or longer, it benefits, it's on the side of the renter in his favor if there's a leap year. Apparently, uh, you, you can see that in the agreement of the Postmaster General to, uh, to grant talks and tales 13 times a year being mailed. And what's lovely about that story to me and actually confirmed this with uh, Rabbi Krinsky through his family today, is that it wasn't uh, contentious, it wasn't adversarial. Rabbi Krinsky approached the Postmaster General, and he was very forthcoming. He said, okay, no problem, we can accommodate. So you see, Mashiach Tzaitan, that we're getting so close to uh, the perfect days that the world is conforming more and more with the reality as Torah dictates. Okay, well... We got to learn a letter tonight. I could go on and on and on, but uh, a little kayachatzimtzum, I think, is in order. All right, letter 18. Baruch Hashem, Reish Chedish Shvat, Tovshin Tesvav, Brooklyn, New York. Agudas, Neshei, Ubenes, Chabad, Sniff, dot, dot, dot. Hashem, Aleyen, Tichyeno. Baruch Vashalem. This letter is addressed to a chapter of, or a, a, a group of, and it says dot, 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 meaning I don't know which local chapter of, Agudas Neshei Ubenes Chabad. 
the Jewish or Chabad women's organization. Okay. Before I get into the letter, I just want to give a little bit of history and background about Agudas Neshei Ubenes Chabad. This letter is Tavshin Tezvav, 1955. This is in the first few years that this group, this organization, even exists. I'll give you a little history. The Rebbe actually started Neshei Chabad as an organization first in Eretz Yisrael. Why it started first in Eretz Yisrael and not in America, I don't know. But that is the fact. That is the historical fact. Starting just a few months after the Nasius, a few months after Yushvat Tovshin Yudalef, when the Rebbe assumed, officially assumed leadership, the Rebbe was already writing to the uh, Agudas Chassidei Chabad in Eretz Yisrael and telling them, there's a letter actually from uh, Sivan, Chav Dalet Sivan of Tovshin Yud Aleph. So you're talking just a few months after the Rebbe assumed leadership, and the Rebbe is talking to Aguch in Eretz Yisrael about their business and about adding certain members and which members to add, and also about voting in Israeli elections and other issues. And one of the things that Rebbe mentions is the need to establish an official organization for Nisheyu Beneis Chabad. So that's the inception of it. That's where it really starts. And that letter, by the way, from Chav Dalet Sivan Tovshin Yud Aleph is printed in the Igudas Chelik Dalet. Um, okay, so then Tishrei Tavshin Yud Base, meaning at the end of that summer, beginning of that autumn, there was the first women's gathering, Chabad women's gathering in Yerushalayim. And then also later that, that same year, um, in Tamos of that year, Tavshin Yud Base, the Rebbe wrote... Two letters, actually, on the same date, Chof Ches Tamas Tovshin Yud Beis, to Nishei Chabad in Eretz Yisrael, outlining the purpose of the organization, what they're there for, their charter, what it is they're supposed to accomplish. Very interesting, some of the things that Ebba says there, but a lot of it is emphasizing Torah study. And specifically, a word that jumped out to me was Kvias Itim, Lulimada Torah, which we often associate with men and the biblical obligation for a man to study Torah, which is different than a woman, because women are generally exempt from positive time-bound commandments. But the Rebbe speaks there about promoting kvias item, fixed times, established set times for Torah classes, and that women should be studying. They should be studying chassidus and studying halacha. They should study the, the laws of the, of the mitzvahs that are practical and uh, pertinent to them, among many other things that I've mentioned there. So that's, that's uh, the summer of Tavshin Yud Beis. And then, finally, where does, uh, where does America come into the picture? So Simchas Torah, at the Fabrengen of Simchas Torah, Tavshin Yud Gimel. Okay, so we're talking now um, two years or a year and a half after things have started in Eretz Yisrael, the Rebbe is now speaking to the Americans and says, we need to have an Agudas Sheyu Benais Chabad here in the United States. It was at the Simchas Teira Fabrengen, and the Rebbe said, and since the men who are the husbands and the fathers of the Nesheu Benais Chabad are here, I want to tell them they shouldn't wait around until they get 
invitations, until <laughs> they get hazmanot, uh, until they get invitations, they should get on this right away and organize an official group, and it should be done by Shabbos Bereshis. Okay, this was Simchas Torah. Shabbos Bereshis means the next Shabbos. The, by, by, you, know, you have a few days to get it together, and I, I want the organization to be put together. And uh, that's what happened. And then you find that uh, the first letter where the Rebbe actually writes to this new group is Resh Chedish Cheshven of that year, meaning probably a few days or, or a week, no more than you know, like a week and a half after. I have to look and see the exact, what date was Shabbos Bereshis. But I'm saying relatively within days of, you have Simchas Teira, the Rebbe said it, that the group should be formed. By Shabbos Bereshis, the group was formed. And then by Rish Chedish Cheshven, the Rebbe was writing the first official letter addressed to Agudas Neshei Ebenez Chabad. Um, now, another thing to mention, in addition to the letter, the first official letter, this is something extremely important and unique to the Rebbe, uh, the first Sicha specifically to Neshei Ebenez Chabad. A lot of people don't realize this, but there were several times a year where 770 was cleared out, the men had to leave, and the Rebbe would speak to gatherings exclusively of women. The women would come in to, to, to shul, and the, the Rebbe would speak, sichas, directly addressed to the women and for the women. And, and these, these sichas are transcribed and written, and many of them are edited. There are uh, hundreds of these sichas from throughout the years. The first time that that happened was Reish Chedish Thomas Tavshin Yud Gimel, meaning to say in the same year, the first year that Neshei Chabad started in America, remember it started the Simchas Teirah for bringing of Yud Gimel, so half a year later, that summer, Reish Chedish Tamos, that was the first time 770 was cleared out and it was just the women and the Rebbe spoke to the women. Okay. Um, what can I tell you? You know, uh, you're going to see from this letter that, and we've had this before in previous letters, that the Rebbe's approach to women is very egalitarian. It's not that women are accessories to their husbands and that they uh, ride, on, ride in on the coattails of their husbands. The women are also chassidim. The Rebbe says that actually explicitly in this, in this letter, that among my chassidim, are also the women, and, and the Rebbe actually says, and that should go without saying, it's an obvious thing. We'll, we'll get to it, let's just, let's start the letter. And this is in Yiddish, and it's in a real Yiddish. This is not a Lakut Sichas Yiddish. <laughs> there are different types of Yiddish. So this is <laughs> a, a real, this is, a, in fact, in the letter, the Rebbe actually references the idea of using the vernacular, the real Hamish Yiddish, in order to be more accessible to women which obviously at that, at that time, that was the, the way of being more accessible as opposed to Lashon HaKodesh. Okay. In Zusammenhang mit dem Yorzeit, remember the date of this letter was, uh, what was the date? Reshchidesh Shvat. Right, okay. So it's 10 days before Yud Shvat, which is the Yorzeit of the previous Rebbe. 
So, in Zusammenhang mit dem Jordzeit, Hilulatog, von dem Schwer, Kveid, Kedushis, Admor, Zecher, Zadig, Vekadish, Levrocha, Lachai, Hoelum, Haben, Nishmasse, Beginze, Mirem, Zuchuse, Jagen, Eleno, dem Zentin, Schwat. Aber Eleno, Val Kolisrol, Leteva, in connection with the Jordzeit, the Hilula of the previous Rebbe that's coming up on the 10th day of the month of Schwat. Wende ich mich mit dem folgendem Vorschlag. I turn to you with the following suggestion. Ich bin sicher, I am sure, as es is ibrik meirig zu sein, wegen dem Schass hakeischef es rotzing, was der Tag stellt mit sich vor, vor alle anash und chsidim. I think it is superfluous to mention to you what a propitious time the Yortzeit is. We know that the time of a Yortzeit, we had it actually, I think, in yesterday's letter. The Rebbe spoke to someone and says, Yotzeit's coming up and the, the, the Rebbe's going to have an Aliyah because it's his Yortzeit. And the Aliyah is going to pour, pour forth spiritual uh, energy upon everyone connected to him. But you got to make a keli, you got to make a vessel to hold on to that spiritual energy. So the Rebbe's referring to the same concept here. I, it's superfluous. I do not have to mention how this day, the day of the, uh, of the, of the Yortzeit, is a shaskoisher, shaskoisher, and Eisrotzein, a propitious time, a special time for the chsidim. And, and, and here's the phrase I just want to underscore. Was selbst verständlich which it is self-understood that the women and daughters of Chabad are a part of this. Part of what? Of Chassidim. Anash und Chassidim. So the Rebbe said, this is an important day for Anash and Chassidim. And the Rebbe says, and it's self-understood that when I say Anash and Chassidim, women and girls are a part of that phrase. I've said this before, when the Rebbe says something is selbstverständlich and it's moving uh, me love and uh, it's a wonder that you didn't know this, a lot of times, well, I didn't know it. <laughs> it's such a wonder, I didn't know it. I didn't know it. But the Rebbe's teaching me that it should become with a pshitus. It should become obvious to me. I should train myself until that goes without saying. So I think this is something that actually the Rebbe um, accomplished which is that it does go without saying. Think about that. I think it does go without saying. I think today, if you heard that the Rebbe asked Lubavitchers to do something, you wouldn't ask the men or also the women. Lubavitchers. He asked his chassidim to do something. The Rebbe has chassidim who are men. The Rebbe has chassidim who are women. It's self-understood that when the Rebbe says chassidim, it means the men and the women. So I think that actually uh, maybe was something that when the Rebbe wrote it here in 1955 needed to be explained, or at least it needed to be stated. I think today, Baruch Hashem, um, that we're on the same page with the Rebbe in that regard. I think we do think that way, that when we say, that's not a gender-specific term. At least I hope that it's not a gender-specific term in our minds. Okay. Is seine bewusst die Hoffnungen von Kveid Kedushas Meir Vichami Admor und sein Strebing als Nisheu Beneis Chabad sollen nehmen einen aktiven Anteil in der Arbeit von Verstarken 
und verbreiteren die chassidische Lebensführung und die chassidische Erziehung bei sich in Haus und euch in der ganzen Sphäre umgebung. Um, um That's a real Jewish word. Umgebung, you heard that word before? Umgebung, it means sviva. Apparently it means sviva, environment. Okay, <laughs> so we know, <laughs> I don't think I saw umgebung in Lekut Sichus. At any rate, um, the Rebbe says, it is known, the hope and the toil, you could make a whole diok about the difference between the hope and the toil, uh, of the Friedrich Rebbe, in seeing to it that women take an active role in the efforts to strengthen and spread chassidus, the lifestyle chassidus and its way of raising children, both in their own homes and in the umgebung, in the environment around them. Okay. Was das ist euch gewen einer von die Haupt Sibais? Was er hat, noch mit vielen Jahren zurück, ungeheben, erreusgeben sichers und lukute die Burim in Jiddisch Dafke. In fact, that is one of the main reasons why the Rebbe started many years prior giving out talks, and the Rebbe mentions the title Lukute di Burim, which we've actually mentioned in previous classes here, Lukute di Burim, which are compiled sichers of the Fidika Rebbe that uh, one of the main reasons why the Friedrich Rebbe came out with books in Yiddish. Why? Because the Rebbe wanted it to be accessible. Now, in 2022, probably the way you would translate that is it's important to have Chassidus in Sfasa Medina, whatever Medina you're in. So whether that's uh, English or Russian or French or Spanish, And we see that the Rebbe pushed very, very much that Siddha should be available in every single language, that there shouldn't be a barrier, a language barrier for anyone to learn Siddhas. You know, but the guy came to the rabbi and he said, uh, Rabbi, how much does it cost? How much do you charge to teach Torah? And the rabbi says, I can't charge you to, to learn Torah with me. Torah was given in a wilderness, in a ownerless land because it belongs to everyone equally. So he says, oh, great. So thank you for not charging me. So the rabbi says, here, uh, take this chomish, open up, start reading. He says, I, I can't read. He says, why not? Just read it. He says, I can't. It's in Hebrew. He says, oh, Hebrew lessons are $200 an hour. Okay. At any rate, <laughs> there shouldn't be a language barrier. So the Friedrich Rebbe pushed out lots of chassidus in the vernacular, in the everyday language, in Yiddish. And the Rebbe, you see, went uh, and took that even to many, many, many more languages. And by the way, I should mention, you know how much we're enjoying reading these letters from the Igris? The Igris only printed the letters in Lashon HaKodesh and in Yiddish. You know that there are thousands of letters of the Rebbe written originally in English. Yes, there are. How would you like that? Would that be fun? Maybe we, maybe just maybe we could start a class. We could learn letters of the Rebbe in English. Not were translated into English. That the Rebbe dictated and edited in English. You can see, by the way, that the Rebbe would make, the Rebbe would make editing marks in English on the English letters. So it was, it's the Rebbe's English. It came from the Rebbe and the Rebbe signed it. 
doesn't matter what language it was in. It's, it's the Rebbe's words. And for someone like me, an American boy whose Nevshabama speaks English, when I'm hearing the Rebbe speaking in English, it just it hits my heart in such a special place. So, yeah, maybe we should do that. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. I mentioned before that Rebbe says this in this letter, Divrei Tzadikim Zainin Chayim Vekayomim Lo'ad Eibik. The words of the righteous live and endure forever. Vibal Dosis Given Zain Strebung Un Hoffung. Since this was the previous Rebbe's hope and, well, now it flips it. Before it said Hoffung Un Strebung. Now it says Strebung Un Hoffung. His toil and his hope. So since this was what's something the Friedrich Rebbe hoped for and invested effort into, it has an effect even now, because the work of Tzadikim is timeless. It doesn't matter that he did it years ago. It, it's as if he's doing it right now. As when men great the This is very similar to what we had last night. That the yardstick's coming. It's going to give you a spiritual boost, but you've got to put out a container to to channel it. So the Rebbe says that what the Fidik Rebbe did is continuing now. The spiritual energy is available now. But what do you got to do? You got to you got to prepare with the proper channels and vessels. So then if you prepare the special vessels, or if you prepare the vessels, then from above we'll be given a special success. Great success. Special Hatzlacha for great success. Okay. Derfar leg ich for. Therefore, I suggest the following. And here the Rebbe is going to actually give a program for a Nishay B'nai's Chabad Yud Shvat gathering. How do you like that? The Rebbe is going to tell us exactly how a Yud Shvat Sheb Neis Chabad event should go. Here we go. In dem hilula tog, asara b'shvat, other in a pasenden tog, nont to dem tog, on the day of the yard site or on an appropriate day near the yard site, zon zich alle chavedes von eide sniff to zamenkleiben. All of the members of your branch, remember this was a local branch of Nesheb and Chabad, all of the members of your branch should gather together. He should also invite women who are not members. But for whom Judaism is, is, is near and dear to them. Near and dear. Menzol for learning far di farzamolte, you should learn or teach in before the the assembled. Zuga paste stellen von dixovim vesiches von kveid kedushas made vechami admo. You should learn excerpts. I guess is the best translation pieces, parts, sections of the writings and talks of my father-in-law. Interesting. You should learn with them excerpts of Ksavim writings, which I assume could include Igris letters, and Sichos, transcriptions of talks that he gave. 
Okay, so that's one thing. You should learn a bit of a writing or a teaching of the Friedrich Rebbe. Wie euch der Zählen von sein Leben und Mesiris Nefesh für Jiddischkeit Teure Mitzvahs. And you should also tell some stories about him, specifically about his self-sacrifice for Judaism and Teure and Mitzvahs. Und das soll ausgenutzt werden und mithelfen in dem Hauptziel von, von dem Zusammenkommen sich. And that, if you follow those instructions, will help, will facilitate accomplishing the primary purpose of this gathering. And now that I was going to say, what is the primary purpose of this gathering? I would like to know. Would you like to know? Okay. So we're going to learn some excerpts of some of the Rebbe's teachings. We're going to tell, tell some stories about the Rebbe. And that's going to help us accomplish the primary purpose of the gathering, what it, which, which is, We're going to increase and arouse a greater strengthening in the work of this organization, a goodest Nesheb Chabad, the Rebbe uses the official name of the organization, of the Fashidne Gebieten von Hachzokes Hayadus Bechlal, to strengthen Nesheb Chabad in doing their work in pursuing the different avenues for strengthening Judaism in general, and in particular, spreading the teachings of Chassidus and its customs and its ways. Und speziell in die Inyonim velchazainin neigeya nesheya b'neis chabad b'yuchud. And especially there should be a focus on matters that are uniquely relevant to the women of Chabad. Wegen velcha asishoin geschrieben geworden meramol. And regarding this, it's already been written about many times, things that are particularly relevant to women. I should just mention, the Rebbe's not saying what those things are, but the Rebbe says it's been written about many, many times. Um, not that this would apply in 1955, but in 2022, if you look at the, the complete body of the Rebbe's work, I can, I'll just take, I hope it's not too much liberty in mentioning when the Rebbe would speak about women, uh, especially when the Rebbe would speak on his mother's yortzeit, his mother being an archetypical Jewish woman, uh, on Vav Tishrei, Rebbe Tzimchana, he would speak about how that name Chana is Rosh Hatevis, the Megala Amukis, my ancestor, said that Chana is the Rosh Hatevis, referring to the biblical Chana, of course, um, but also her namesakes. Chala Nida Hadlokis Neiris, so challah is not just hafrosh's challah. Oh, by the way, I did hafrosh's challah today. I went to the Albany Bakery, the, not the regular Albany Bakery, the, the matzah bakery in Albany. It has no sign out front. I went to go get matzah, and he didn't have matzah for me. I was supposed to call back on Friday. But some bachem, a group of chabura uh, of bachem, were, were making matzah, and they let me be mafrosh challah. And I did it. I made the bracha. It was so cool. And they did harezu challah and the whole shiabana bis amigdash. It was great. Um, I didn't steal the mitzvah from a woman. There were no women there. It was just a bunch of bachem doing uh, matzah baking. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, chana, yeah. So chala is not just hafrashus chala, it's also kashras in general. And nida is not just 
the actual, uh, you know, the immersion in a mikveh. It means the sanctifying the the, the marital life. And Hadlakas Nadus is uh, is obviously lighting Shabbos candles on Shabbos and Yom Tif, but it's it's more than that. It's about bringing in a a, a warmth and a light into the home, and uh, in, 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 and bringing spiritual clarity into the home. Okay, so. Uh, because the Rebbe says things that are specifically pertinent to women have been written about many, many times, many places, so I'm trying my best here to uh, suggest what some of those might be. Okay. Under Hashem should help. As Even the word hachlotas, the Rebbe translates here. All of the good resolutions... I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that means that at the Fabrengen, they're supposed to make good resolutions. Zol arab kumin in a bapoyal should come into actuality in tatzachen. I actually was not familiar with that word, tatzachen. Tat means practical. I guess it's related to tun. There was a Zionist uh, Yiddish newspaper in Warsaw before the war called Der Tat. So tatzachen, practical stuff. Und das soll sein uh, Unschwerigkeiten. I'm sorry. Das soll sein Unschwerigkeiten. Und mit viel Hatzlacher. This should be without any difficulty. Pretty nice. And with great success. Bivracha, with blessing. Hamachake, Absurdus Teves. I await good tidings. And then the Rebbe's name. Okay, that's our letter tonight. We'll see you tomorrow night. Tomorrow's Thursday night. Lel Shishi. We got a double dose. Lecha Mishnah. Two letters. One for Thursday night and one for Friday night that you'll be able to remember and recall. And you can look in your booklet in order to uh, bring to mind on Friday night at the Shabbos table. And also, we'll have for you, Amir Tzashem, also those PDFs that you can print out with discussion questions. Uh, of all of the letters that we learned this week. So at your Shabbos table, you can share with your family and your friends and your Shabbos guests about some of the things that these letters have been getting you to think about. Okay, see you tomorrow night.